With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Football Social Daily. The Premier League is back this weekend after the international break, but just who will pick up the points they need with some eight clubs battling it out at the bottom? It's out with the old and in with the, well, old at Crystal Palace as Roy Hodgson returns to Selhurst Park. They take on Leicester City in one of a number of proverbial six-pointers this weekend. Another will be a woeful West Ham against the shocking Southampton whilst kicking off the return of the Premier League post-break is a game that's always been worth watching in recent times, Manchester City against Liverpool. Will we see Liverpool turn up like they did against Manchester United, or will they put in another limp showing? The result there could have implications in the title race. This is Football Social Daily and your Friday Fast 3. My name's Niall and with me today, Joel Tudor and Marley Anderson. All right, boys? Good morning. How was your Sunday League game last night? Marley, um, I know you were struggling to get a pitch, but you managed to play on a bit of a boggy surface. It was a cup semi-final. Good news or bad news? Uh, we might as well have not tried to get it on, to be honest. Um, <laughs> now we we lost uh, we lost two nil. Um, just didn't didn't play well. Didn't fight hard enough. Didn't play well. Got well beaten by uh, the team which was t- which are top of our league. Um, so we were always like the underdogs going into it, but I think we played played well below what we can um, and got beat pretty comfortably in the end. We were just talking before we started recording the podcast about last night's Sunday league game that you played in, albeit, what was it? What was it yesterday? Thursday, Thursday night league Thursday game. Thursday league, yeah. Can't call it yeah. Sunday league when it's on a Thursday. You said sin bin, a player got sin binned. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, that's something they do in rugby. But you said, no, they've moved it to football. Yeah, yeah. What's sin binning? What's that all about? Uh, it's it's just to it's a respect thing for the referees, you know, because Sunday league refs get more abuse than than Premier League refs by by some distance. Um, and yeah, just it's just one of their little coping mechanisms type of thing, you know, to try and stamp it out at the at the grassroots level. And I think it's I think it's pretty good to be fair because if you uh, you know if you if you call in a guy giving up his time on a Thursday night 
all kinds of names or whatever. You, you you don't deserve to be on the pitch. I don't think so. Yeah, um, sin binning is is a thing. I I think it requires. I think I don't know if it's ten or fifteen minutes, but you uh, you go off the pitch for that, and then you can come back on if there's time in the game. So. That's uh, that's how it works, and we had one of them last night. So it's a shame you'll never experience one of them since you're never on the bloody pitch. <laughs> oh, I'll let that one slide. We could have teammates listening. That is a possibility. <laughs> I'm currently drafting Marley's transfer request as we go. <laughs> so what team? You're not young. I was going to say I'm not. I'm not that bothered about Sunday league. To be honest, I'd just stop and go back to seven aside. Well, talking about your two respective teams, not Sunday league, Premier League. Manchester United against Newcastle this weekend at St. James's Park. And we're not going to talk about that as part of our previews for this weekend. But seeing as you're both supporters of each club respectively, I thought I'd get your takes on how you think it might go. Bit of an FSD in-house derby this. Marley, how do you see it going? Uh, I see it as a, a bit of a score to settle, a bit of revenge to be had um, on Sunday because we didn't, you know, I th- we didn't play badly in the final, I don't think. Um, but we, you know... The, the difference was Man United scored when they weren't necessarily on top and as soon as that happens you're chasing the game and, and that's uh, that's how it works but yeah with, with no Casemiro for Man United I think that's pretty big um, I think Newcastle are getting Joel Linton back Isaac's on really really good form um, and we've got not many injuries I, I don't think we've we've got any sort of first team injuries barring maybe Anthony Gordon but I'm, I'm, even he might make it so uh, yeah, it's um, looking forward to it because it's at home as well, and that's that's huge for us. We don't, we haven't lost many games at home over the past year and year and a bit. So uh, I think only Liverpool have beat us there this season, um, and the away game at Man United was nil nil, pretty boring, pretty scrappy. Um, Ages ago as well, Ronaldo was still at the club at that point. October it was, yeah, uh, mid October it was. So yeah, it was um, you know disappointing then, but. We got a point playing sort of badly and, and scrappy. Um, so if we can turn turn up and, and put in a performance, we need to keep on that uh, fourth because if Spurs get better after you know they sacked Conte and Liverpool carry on, then it is going to be really, really tight, as we were saying yesterday. So hopefully we can uh, get a win and uh, get one over on Man United like, uh, like we couldn't earlier this season. Yeah, cup final earlier this season. Joel... This is a big game in the top four race. Yeah, it's another one of their cup finals, isn't it? I know the tears are still bathing down the tine after that <laughs> defeat, so it's going to be another another one yet again for them. Um, I do think, though, this time round, it will be a lot more difficult for us just purely on the basis that we seem to be incapable of holding a midfield battle without Casemiro, who's obviously suspended for this one. But we do have the glimmer of hope, which is that Scott McTominay turned into R9 over the international break and put Spain to bed uh, in Scotland, which was pretty surprising. Uh, One player who Newcastle actually are apparently chasing. So, yeah, it's going to be, I think, a very, very closely contested game, Um, especially since, you know, we go into the game in not incredible form. We had our first few slips under Ten Hag in the last month or so prior to the international break, which then obviously improves slightly with the wins against Real Betis. But um, I think it's going to be a pretty close... I don't think there's going to be too many goals in it. I think it's going to be really closely contested. Um, And I think it's massive incentive for Newcastle because if they do win, they go level on points with us, which again brings the pressure into the equation. But 
I think it'll be a pretty good game. All right, you boys have had your say about Manchester United against Newcastle United games at St. James's Park on Sunday. But if you've never joined us on a Friday edition of FSD before, this is what we do. We pick three games. We have five minutes per game to discuss them. It's called the Friday Farsery because as soon as that timer runs out, Marley and Joel will need to stop talking. Even if they're mid-sentence, even if they're deep in the thought of their point, they will have to stop. And we've got three really good games to talk about on today's episode of FSD. And the first one is the first game of the weekend. And quite interestingly, it might not be the most important or the most exciting, which is unusual because over the last three or four seasons, Marley, it certainly has been. And that game is at the Etihad Stadium, Manchester City against Liverpool. There's still a rivalry here, isn't there? Even though it's less and it's not as in focus this season, let's just say, between these two clubs, Manchester City are where they'd hope to be at the top end of the table, Liverpool have fallen back. There's still a bit of dislike between these two clubs, which has brewed over the last few seasons. So it still should be quite an entertaining watch. Yeah, it should be. Um, <clears throat> Liverpool do not need much of a reason to hold on to a grudge. And they, they their motivation will be, well, we don't have any, any ill will towards Arsenal. We do want to still get one over on Man City. So if you're if you're asking every Liverpool fan out there who would they rather win the league, Liverpool, uh, Arsenal or Man City, they'll all be like, oh, Arsenal. Um, so they will want to put a dent in, in Man City's title challenge. And I think Man City have been around the block enough with Liverpool to know that as well. You know, they, you have to know that it's, that it's coming. You know, Liverpool have, are still fighting for for fourth. It's not It's not out of the question. Um, they're getting they've showed signs of being good and then showed signs of, of capitulating, but they've still got that talent to hurt you. Um, and Man City have to be pretty much perfect, I would say now from from now to the end of the season. If they if they drop any more than two more points, I can't see them can't see them winning it, and that includes the game against Arsenal. So you've got that kind of um, pressure now, as Fergie would say, it's squeaky bum time. Um, but I mean, who's who's had the the cleanest bums in the Premier League for the last few years? It's it's been Man City <laughs> winning fourteen in a row and, and nicking it with ninety eight points is is madness. So you know what I mean? Should be sponsored by Andrex or something because they are they are that clean. So yeah, they've they've got to do that again as well, and they'll know that. And Liverpool will turn up with the bit between the teeth and the the chip on the shoulder that ah sorry if we can't win it then they're not going to win it because that is. That is how they think, and that's how you should think as well, because it's three points for your team at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, it's it's a big game. It's it's not as hyped as it it should be. I think. Um, mm. I mean, the game's tomorrow, and I've not really heard that much about it. No, but um, but it, it should be. It's a big game, really big game. Yeah, one of the biggest ones in recent memory in the Premier League in terms of two sides facing off against each other. Marley's right. Liverpool have had a lot of false dawns this season, Joel. One against Manchester United where they beat them 7-0. Remarkable scoreline. But then they went and lost to Bournemouth the following week who are fighting to stay up. And Mo Salah puts a penalty into the stand and it's a pretty poor display on the whole. So what sort of Liverpool are we going to see? Are they going to be up for it like Marley says? Are we going to see Liverpool akin to they were against Manchester United at Anfield? Or are we just going to see another one of those bang average Liverpool performances which has littered their season so far? It's hard to see with Liverpool. They are so inconsistent in terms of their performances. I mean, the 30 points 
less than they were last season, which shows everything you need to know about the drop-off. Uh, only 12 points from the last 13 Premier League away matches. It just shows they're just a different kind of animal this year, one that is a little bit tame, very weak, especially in midfield. Um, I guess there is huge incentive, which is that, of course, they only have one thing to play for now this season, which is a top-four position, which is quite incredible considering last season they only just lost the title in the last 20 minutes of the whole season, uh, thanks to the City's comeback against Crystal Palace. Uh, sorry, Aston Villa. Um, so it's the, the the incentive's there to go and win it. But again, maybe Liverpool do need these kinds of occasions where they can rise to it against the likes of City. Obviously, the game against United at Anfield not long ago. Um, but the biggest part for me, even if they went and win and um, won this game. The biggest part for me is how they're going to react after it because like you've just mentioned, they beat Manchester United 7-0 and then that was the perfect moment to get their season back on track and try and capitalise and prove that they're a team that's on the rise again. I remember after that game, the amount of propaganda of how Liverpool are back and they have a forward line who's going to end up becoming as good as the last forward line. Well, that went in the bin pretty quickly, didn't it? Because they lost 1-0 to Bournemouth the next week and then they lost to Real Madrid. So it's way too reactive to this Liverpool side they need a big rebuild and one result or two results against big sides isn't going to change that overnight so for me I still think City are massive massive favourites I mean when you look at City's last six games they've had their own 7-0 win against RB Leipzig uh, they've had a 6-0 win in the Premier League Erling Haaland scored eight goals in that time I mean the the odds are stacked firmly against Liverpool but he might not be fit though Joel Erling Haaland had to pull out of international duty with Norway so he might not yeah, be available yeah it's all smoke and mirrors though when it comes to these games they always pretend that they've only had a little bit of a light training session but in reality he's been absolutely pumping the eye in at the Etihad campus and he'll be ready for it don't worry about that but even he's still I mean, he's looking like Ivan Drago in the, uh, in the gym <laughs> yeah just put, literally got all his tubes like Bane just running all for the last weekend um, but even, even still for City fans I wouldn't even be worried just for the fact that the City side is adept to playing without a main striker and it almost suits them even more their play style where if they were to play Julian Alvarez or if they were to play I don't know Bernardo Silva as a false nine it still suits them either way it's just the fact that of course they don't have the talisman who has quite obviously made them a pretty considerable threat up front and done all these kinds of records but again I think with the Liverpool defence, super shaky, super shaky this season, which is really uncharacteristic for them. So I think Liverpool, um, sorry, Manchester City definitely have the upper hand, especially at home. But we don't know what kind of Liverpool you're going to get. It's either going to be one that gets really put down quickly or it's going to be one that has reminiscent signs of last season where they show a little bit of grit, they show that aggressive press, which I think has been almost faded from last season. So I think City should win this, but it'll be a close encounter. There's the buzzer. If City lose, Marley, do Arsenal win the title? Uh, probably. Okay, probably. But that'll do. The bigger that'll game do. is the bigger <laughs> game is City Arsenal. That'll do. That'll do us. Liverpool versus Manchester City at Etihad Stadium. Kicking off the Premier League weekend as we return off the back of the international break. And we'll return off the back of this mid-podcast break by talking about Crystal Palace versus Leicester and West Ham against Southampton. We'll see you after this. Hold up. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. This is Football Social Daily. On a Friday, we like to look ahead to the weekend's Premier League action where we pick out three games that have caught our eye. We've already discussed Manchester City versus Liverpool, which is the 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. But some huge games in the relegation fight in the Premier League, which could be the closest relegation battle we have ever seen since the inauguration of the Premier League over 30 years ago. Crystal Palace versus Leicester is Saturday at three o'clock. It's at Selhurst Park. It's looking absolutely massive. The big story here is not only is it two sides that probably shouldn't be down in the bottom reaches of the table, slugging it out, Joel, but it's also the fact that Roy Hodgson is back in post as Crystal Palace manager. About two years after he left the club, he's back there trying to save them from relegation. Will it work? Well, I mean... (laughs) If anyone's a WWE fan, it reminds me of when they brought out The Undertaker in a coffin and everyone thought, he's dead, he's dead. <laughs> and then suddenly he pops out of oh the coffin God. and he's back again, <laughs> fighting on all four fronts. That's no way to speak of a 75-year-old man. <laughs> well, we can do the post-hummus uh, reference like Marley did yesterday. <laughs> oh, if no one's seen, uh, no seen the podcast yesterday. Um, but yeah, I think when we spoke... Uh, just after they'd sat Vieira, he was the guy who was going to be probably most likely tipped. I know um, Parrish, the owner, has a massively close relationship with Hodgson. So it was almost like the writing was on the wall, but he comes into a team which is quite miraculously in 12th place when you consider how bad their form is, where they've been winless in 13 games since the new year, which is the worst form of any side in the Premier League. Uh, only four points ahead of Southampton, who are in twentieth, and we've all been writing them off completely. Uh, but it's, it I mean, just well, shows. Talk how- about that. That run of form is shocking. It's really bad. Like I was looking at the statistics yesterday, and it's the worst run of a team in a calendar year in the Premier League since Derby in two thousand and eight, when they got relegated badly. Sunderland in two thousand and three, they got relegated, and Middlesbrough in twenty seventeen. They got relegated as well. It's Palace's worst run of form for 40 years. And then you look at the games they've got coming up. After Leicester, they've got Leeds. Then it's Southampton, Everton, Wolves and West Ham all in back-to-back games this month. So by the end of April, they've played everyone around them. So it's a serious, serious run of fixtures that Palace have got. So important. And maybe that's why they've got rid of Vieira. Yeah, well, I mean, they obviously felt like something needed doing. Um, And they've looked at the fixture list. Well, they should have, and and gone. You know what? If if you get that bounce, then if if that lasts, I mean, we always talk about the bounce. It's, it's not guaranteed to happen, but if it does, you can bounce into those six pointers, can't you? And you can go through, 
then you can maybe pick up, you know, of, of them, of them five or four, four or five games you mentioned, you can get 12 points. It's not unfeasible for Crystal Palace to go and beat Leeds, to go and beat Everton, and to go and beat is it Leicester or whoever, you know. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not out of the realms of possibility. People will say Vieira could have done it. He absolutely could. And that's where people feel aggrieved that Vieira got sacked because there was an easier, so-called easier run of games coming up. But, you know, that's that's the decision that's made now. So you've got to, got to ride it. Um, I'm just laughing that... Uh, Joel immediately mentioned his age, and I remember last time um, we talked about Hodgson on the podcast. People, people got in touch like, "Stop mentioning his age! Like it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Stop calling him a fossil and a dinosaur." And then as soon as he comes back, Joel's like, "This old sod's like the Undertaker coming out of the coffin." <laughs> We need to do one of those memes of the Undertaker with his seventy-five and uh, with his uh, record getting broken. He's just in the middle of the ring <laughs> with the whole record. It's funny because if stages. if you had um, <laughs> if you had the a podium for the top three oldest managers in the Premier League, Roy Hodgson would be stood on on all three platforms because because he, he's first, second, and third. Yeah. Just be triplets. Broke the record yeah. three <laughs> times. Yeah, he has. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, and he'll be back in the dugout. I mean, talking about those Palace fixtures, I think Marley's right, isn't he, Joel? Palace can look at them in two ways. They can look at them and think, oh my God, we're in terrible form. And if we lose to the sides against us, we could be right down there. But by the same token, if they do win or draw a couple of those games and get an unbeaten run together, because the next five games are all against teams in the relegation fight, they could actually be safe almost. If they win two of those next three games, they could be clear of the danger. Yeah, it depends what perspective you look at it as because... In my opinion, because of their run where they're playing against the majority of the teams below them, it's in their control now. They don't have to play against the big heavy hitters every week. You know, the likes of, imagine if they had City, Arsenal, Manchester United, Newcastle all in a row. I mean, even though they have probably a big incentive, obviously, to stay up, those teams also have a huge incentive. But they also have better quality as well, which can take you apart quickly. So I think their run of fixtures, it almost... If they manage to stay up based on those fixtures, they've absolutely earned it because it shows that they've managed to be better than the teams around them. Um, and I think that is, there's no better way to stay up than that. Well, Crystal Palace take on Leicester. I mean, we've spent the whole time there, the whole five minutes talking about Crystal Palace and Roy Hodgson's return. But Leicester City, 17th place at the moment, just two points between them and Crystal Palace. And with some of the other games taking place this weekend, you have to wonder if Leicester don't win just how bad it could get for them, we'll find out as kickoffs three o'clock on Saturday afternoon and taking place on Sunday, another big game at the bottom. They all are really, aren't they, between now and the end of the season. West Ham against Southampton. We spoke about Palace's fixtures. Southampton's fixtures look really, really tough. If they don't get points here, Marley, when are they going to get points? They managed to get a draw against Manchester United at Old Trafford, a nil-nil. There was a red card there at the start of the game, which you might argue helped Southampton along the road to a point. But they face a West Ham team who are low on confidence, who have been playing on Thursday nights. You just feel that something's got to give. It's now or never for Southampton at this point, you feel. Yeah, I mean, something's got to change pretty quick because even though it's tight at the bottom, um, they are the bottom team, aren't they? So it's, you know, they're at danger of being cut off if, you know, one if one week of... Of results goes against them, they could be three points 
three points adrift and have a worse goal difference than the team in 17th. So it could be, uh, you know, it could be getting to that point now where they something has to change, something has to win. They have to win the six pointers. You can't ask for anything not easier than West Ham, but when you're fighting for something, you want someone around you because you don't want to, you almost don't want to go and win against Man United or win against Chelsea or someone like that because they're they're the free hit games because then if you lose the ones against the teams that are around you it's kind of you, you know it's one step forward and one step back you've not really done anything whereas I think when you beat a team around you it gives you more confidence that you can turn up against them and say well, well we're better than them and then you can go into the next week whereas I think with when you beat Chelsea for example with a with a Ward Prowse free kick that is a great performance but it's almost like how many times would that happen out of 100? How many times does James Ward-Prowse step up and bend a free kick in in a 1-0 win away at Stamford Bridge? Like It's it's harder to, to pin your sort of self on. You get more out of a 1-0 a scrappy win against a team that's around you psychologically for the run-in, I think, than, uh, than winning away at Stamford Bridge. But they're running out of ex run out not excuses, they're running out of time now to, to get things right because you know they've gone for Ruben Celes. That was that was brave. Um some sort of continuity there. So they clearly felt there's talent there. It just needs to be nurtured out and I think there is talent there, but this this is the, the problem we were seeing at the start at the start of the season where, you know, Southampton have had so much um emphasis on signing youth players and 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds that are incredibly talented but have no experience and, and don't quite know how to to win sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's it's proven like that as well, to be fair, because there's always that danger. If, if they don't gel, they're knackered. And, you know, it's coming down to that now and they're in very real danger of, uh, of going down. As for West Ham, though, they're at home in this game. London Stadium, 60,000 gate, Joel. Is that a help or a hindrance to David Moyes and his players? Because they're a passionate fan base. They've not been afraid to voice their frustrations this season. They know how poor it's been, those West Ham fans. If they don't start well and the players don't give the fans something to get behind, it could turn toxic pretty quickly. Exactly the last point. I think it can turn toxic quickly and that's purely because of how much of a different team they look from last season where... I remember talking on the podcast last year about just how incredible that West Ham team is and how they could potentially go on this season and breach maybe the top six because they were looking phenomenal in all areas. Um, and even when they paid a good, what, 150 million in the summer, you thought they're being really ambitious. Now, this is the time where West Ham are going to try and elevate themselves as a club. And to find themselves in a relegation battle with 10 games to go is all the reason why West Ham fans will be agitated because they're probably questioning, is David Moyes the right manager then if he's bought all this talent, all this really good technical talent and he's not been able to get much out of them? And for me, just looking at the table now, when you see the fact that they're only two points ahead of Southampton and just thinking about the aftermath, let's say West Ham were to go down, of just how detrimental that will be to them as a club, where you know they have this huge stadium, they have this star-studded team with the likes of Declan Rice and um, so many other top, top talented players that they bought who will all probably start forcing an exodus. It would be the worst case scenario thing that you could ever think of because, like I mentioned, West Ham were probably thinking going into this season, we're going to push on, try and breach maybe the top six. And now to find them in this position, it's complete 
un, like it's complete no man's land. They don't know how they even got into this. But again, they got the European uh, campaign. Might end up being in Europa League while in Championship. <laughs> there we go. Europa League or Championship? Take your pick, West Ham fans. Uh, some huge games this weekend in the Premier League. That in, that of course is one of them at London Stadium. West Ham United versus Southampton. Some of the other games we didn't discuss. Bournemouth are at home to Fulham. Arsenal take on Leeds. Big game for both sides at the top and bottom of the Premier League table. Brentford against Brighton at Amex Stadium. That'll be an interesting one as both sides look to scrap for European football this season. Forest play Wolves. Another six-pointer there. Chelsea are at Aston Villa in the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. Moving on to Sunday, we've already mentioned Newcastle versus Manchester United. And then on Monday night, which we'll talk about on Monday's podcast, is Everton against managerless Tottenham Hotspur at Goodison Park. Big games across the Premier League this weekend. Here's how the table looks. Arsenal are still top. They have an eight-point lead over Manchester City. Of course, play Liverpool and have a game in hand. Manchester United take on Newcastle, third and fifth respectively, whilst Tottenham somehow stay fourth and travel to Everton on Monday. Liverpool are sixth. And from the bottom up, eight teams in a scrap to stay up. Southampton foot of the table, 23 points, two points from safety. Bournemouth and West Ham complete the bottom three, both on 24. Above them by one point and one place, 17th is Leicester City on 25 points, whilst Forest, Everton and Leeds are all on 26. Wolves and Crystal Palace slightly better off on 27. Well, that is it for another week of Football Social Daily. We'll be back with more interviews next week with former Premier League players. You can listen to our chat from earlier this week and indeed last week a two-parter with former Chelsea player and Real Madrid man Jeremy tell some really cool stories including about that infamous vest kit that Cameroon used to wear what it was like playing at the Camp Nou the day that Luis Figo returned to Barcelona after his controversial move to Real Madrid you can hear all of that just by scrolling back in the timeline but that is it from us on Football Social Daily have a great weekend and we'll speak to you on Monday Football Social Daily is a VoiceWork Sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.